Warning! Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems including but not limited to impaired judgment, organ failure, projectile expulsion of Taco Bell, limp dick, distorted recognition of potential sexual partners, and poop. Lots of poop. Please enjoy this podcast responsibly. If you're happy and you know it, pop a Coke. If you're anxious and you know it, take a sip. If you're thirsty and you know it, your bottle surely show it. If you're happy and you know it. Hey, 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 wobbly winos, and welcome to Why We're Whining. The holiday vendor taking you on a wine adventure. I'm Tommy Lucas. And I'm Lucy Zukaitis. And uh, we're back today whining about our holiday drinking, aren't we? We sure are. This is day four day of the four. advent calendar. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited. I would be more excited if I was actually drinking it, but I'm yeah. really happy for you. <laughs> You know, someone's got to take one for the team, and I'm luckily I'm very willing and ready. So, God, you're so nice. <laughs> I don't know that I would go that far, but sure, <laughs> we'll ride with it for day four of Advent. Tommy's like, no one's ever said that to me before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lucy, tell me about what I'm about to pop open here. What are we drinking? Okay, so um, full disclosure, I don't know how this is pronounced. Oh, good. Okay, it is perhaps Volde or Volda. We're just going to call it Volde. Volde. Yeah. yeah. So this is a Cabernet Sauvignon. Oui, oui. And this comes from Moldova. Um, I don't and even know. <laughs> Where is Moldova? Okay. I'm really glad that that was your response because <laughs> earlier I was like, am I just such a dumbass that I didn't know about this country? But um, I am famously terrible at all things geography, but I truly don't think that I've ever even heard of Moldova before. It's It sounds like that made-up country that they did in uh, the Princess Diaries movie. Oh, is that actually it what it is? <laughs> no, and now I can't think of what that is, but... Um, oh, it's it's Genovia. Oh. Whatever, they both okay. end in an A. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Tommy knows his alphabet. Um, Today. Okay, so the Republic of Moldova... This is an Eastern European country bordered by Romania and Ukraine. Okay. And it's tiny. Like, I think it's one of the smallest European countries. But evidently, this is one of the oldest wine growing regions on Earth. And I read that they have the highest number of vines per capita worldwide. Interesting. So some people might actually be familiar with this because Jack Whitehall, for an episode of his Netflix series, Travels With My Father... Went there. Which is an amazing series. I've never seen this, but I guess he went there and did a wine tasting. Oh. So that, I think, in a lot of ways has raised some awareness for this region and kind of put it back on the map. Huh. I think it was season two, it said. Well, now I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Like, Yeah. I was probably drunk when I was watching it the first time, which is why I don't oh, remember. Undoubtedly. It, now I'm going <laughs> to go back and look. So until relatively recently, largely for political reasons, production from... Moldova was mostly going to Russia. So now things have changed a little bit. So they're working to expand to not only regions beyond that, but palettes beyond what's expected in Russia. And focusing, I guess there was a big push for quantity before. So now they're really focusing on 
quality over quantity and not just mass producing wine from all these vines and vines and vines of grapes. This sounds very similar to what we learned about Romania when we were doing our vampires episode. It does. And they're, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, they're like right, they're next door neighbors. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of new technology, production equipment, new plantings being introduced across the industry there. Huh. Uh, yeah, so I think we might be hearing more about it pretty soon. Well, now I'm kind of excited to try this. I wasn't yeah. before, but now I kind of am. I will say too. Uh, no, maybe I'm not going to tell you this yet. Oh, you're keeping a secret. <laughs> I'm keeping a secret. <laughs> oh, no, I'm bursting at the seams. I want to tell you. Uh, <laughs> so this is from the Stefan Voda growing region. Okay. Which I guess has a very similar climate to Bordeaux. Mm. So uh gets enough sunshine for even ripening, but cooler nights. So we're preserving freshness and... Keeping with that old world kind of flair. Okay, so I should be getting an old world profile from this Cab Sav, right? I think you should, yeah. But it's 100% Cab Sav. What's our ABV? It is 12.8. Oh, which is actually kind of low for a Cab Sav. I'm kind of surprised. It is a bit low. Huh. Huh. Well, maybe it'll be like a lighter Cab Sav. The bottle is, um, it looks like a large, like a very whimsical tree and bush. Um, against like a black label with red block lettering. It's oh, very man. simple. So we've had cock wine, we have bush wine. We're sticking with all the wine about the bits. That's <laughs> that's what we're dealing that's, with here. That sounds about right. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to... Can I pop it open and like have yes, a go please. here? Let me... Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> he just licked the bottle. I mean, it was dribbling. Oh, my. Okay. Um, color-wise, it's kind of like a, a little bit of like a ruby. Mm, okay. But there's some like bluer elements in it, maybe. Blue? Well, I'm saying it's more, it's giving me like a little bit of a purple vibe too. Oh, okay. So okay. it's like if ruby and purple had a baby, it would look like that. Ruple. A, or a ruble. Ru- no, that's like an actual Ru- thing. A ruble. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. okay. Definitely getting a little bit of strong um, alcohol in the nose. Oh, I love that. I wouldn't have guessed it, but maybe decanting this because of the strong boozy scent might like let it open up a little bit. Interesting. I mean, I'm not mad about it, but it definitely yeah. has got a little bit of a punch on there. That's funny. For that lower ABV, I I wouldn't have anticipated that. Yeah. Okay, Moldova. I'm just getting a lot of like a heavy alcohol scent from it. <laughs> That's all I'm getting right now. Well, do you want to go ahead let and me, give her a give taste, taste for us? Mm-hmm. Wow. Booze? Nose and palate do not match at all. Oh, okay. I was expecting to taste the booze, but it's kind of fruity, actually. Huh. I'm getting, like, no, really no fruit on the nose, except maybe a little bit of, like, ripened red fruit, but it's very subtle. But that mouth, it's like, it's it's almost juicy in a way. Okay. I'm getting a little uh, floral note, actually. I'm getting a little bit of, like, dry acid on the back end of it. There's a little bit of uh, tannin structure in there. It isn't overly abrasive by any means. It's uh, an easier drinker than a cab normally would be. Mm, mm-hmm. And I actually think, I stand by what I said earlier, that if this opened up a little bit, uh, I think it would be even tastier. It might be beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I, so far, like, go get him, Moldova. Here we go. So the secret that I didn't want to tell you before is that Again, similar to when we were talking about Romanian wines, the whites do tend to be the 
the stronger wines of their production. So I didn't want to like turn you against the red before you even had it. I could see that. I've definitely had stronger cabs before and mm-hmm. it's um if I was given a glass, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> well, good. And I'd definitely have another one. Like, I'm definitely going to finish this bottle for sure. What would you pair this one with? Good question. Thank you. Uh, this would go great, I think, with some chocolate, actually. Um, it's like a nice, Ooh. like, medium light body dessert cab. Because you got the fruity notes on it and then pairing it with a little chocolate, okay. I think, would be pretty delicious. Or, again, like, the, the tannin structure and the acid is there. So if you wanted to pair it with, like, a blue cheese. I should never ask you this question because I'm always really hungry by the end of your response. <laughs> but aren't you always really hungry? So, like, it's no. more of the same? No. So ridiculous. Okay, yes. Yeah. It's good. I'm I'm excited that I get to drink my little bottle, and I'm sad that you don't get to enjoy it with me. But that's okay. Soon. 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 We're getting there. So I kind of uh, took inspiration for my Christmas factoid for this one, um, again, from the bottle. And, you know, bush <laughs> wine, thinking bush wine, Christmas, <laughs> what do you put together? And uh, I decided to tell you a little bit more about uh, the mistletoe. Oh. Do you know much okay. about a mistletoe? I mean, I know what you're supposed to do under and it. And what's that? Make out. Well, you can if you want, but a simple oh. kiss will suffice just fine. Um <laughs> But yeah, I don't really go simple with anything. Yeah. So hard and fast, the Lucy Zukaida story, <laughs> and overcomplicated. Yeah, definitely that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, mistletoe. But yeah, where did this come from? Where does mistletoe come from? Well, where did that tradition come from? I'll kind of get there through a roundabout way. The Tommy Lucas story. Yeah, I'll get there in a roundabout way. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Oh boy. Yep. Continue. Uh, <laughs> So mistletoe isn't like an actual like singular plant. It's a variety of different plants. I think there's something like 1,300 different varieties of them. Whoa. And uh, it's actually a parasitic plant. It grows uh, from the nutrients of other plants, usually trees, which it like attaches itself to. Uh, okay. And then it often results in that plant dying. So. Um, oh, God. It's kind of a bit of a beast. Wow. The way that it's spread to other trees is through birds droppings. Ew. So the origin of the word mistletoe comes from the Anglo-Saxon words mist and tan, which actually mean dung twig when translated. Ah! So <laughs> mistletoe is shit branch. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I kind of love that though. Right. So come join me under the shit branch. I want to give shit you a kiss. Branch. Oh, that's so awful and wonderful all at once. Isn't it? Uh, yeah. It's actually very popular in European countries. They use it as a healing thing. It's actually used for the treatment of circulatory issues, respiratory problems, and they actually use it very successfully in cancer treatments. Wait, is this actually documented to be successful? Yes, or is it actually okay. documented successful. The U.S. doesn't okay. permit it, um, probably because... It, just, it sounds a little out there. Sounds a little out there, but also the U.S. prefers its citizens underinsured and sick so they can make more money off of them. So. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, as much as it gives good, it kind of is bad as well because it's actually mm-hmm. certain strains of it are poisonous and um, they can cause <laughs> drowsiness, vomiting, seizures, uh, other kind of side effects and stuff if you eat the plant and the berries specifically. Shit branch. So shit branch can heal, shit branch can kill. 
or at least... So do you think it's one of those things where they don't know which one it is until they administer it to someone and then they're like, oops, that was one of the poison bad ones. Better luck next time. I don't know. Maybe we'd have to go over to Moldova and find out because apparently only in European countries is it registered. But possibly... You know what? I'll take my chances. (laughs) So, but like you said, the most common association of mistletoe is kissing underneath it during the Christmas season, which ultimately will bring you and your partner closer together and ultimately lead to marriage is what it often says or you know a successful relationship or virility and fertility will be increased whoa i am avoiding all shit branches yeah so that's kind of like the big thing about it it's got a strong association with fertility and Mm. (laughs) there's the original association of kind of where this legend came from was that this goddess Frigga had a son named Balder who was killed by an arrow from a mistletoe. And her tears of sadness brought Balder to life again, and Frigga promised that all who passed under the mistletoe should receive a kiss. But back to the fertility aspect of things. Well, it's like a baby is sort of like a parasite in your body. So I guess that makes sense for a parasitic plant to be a symbol for that right but this whole thing about like it's a winter bearing fruit and the whole thing about the virility and fertility powers is it bears this fruit right around the winter solstice and the fruit's inner contents resemble the look of semen (gasps) stop it so this is like where a pagan tie-in comes in because uh (laughs) this concept was all about like mistletoe was capable of enhancing sexual prowess of men reproductive power of women And, like, it became a pagan symbol because, like, these berries squished, like, cum juice. Oh, my God. Like, who knew? We just can't get away from that, can we? No, it's insane. Like, (laughs) it's going to shit on you. It's going to make you sick. And then it's going to shoot a big old load on you. Like, what the hell? All bodily functions included. (laughs) I also learned that um, all the holiday, like, capitalizing on many different things you see like mistletoe Mm -hmm. scented this and mistletoe scented that it's actually a big old pile of bullshit because mistletoe has no scent but based on what we learned i think that it might smell like cum which would be even more disgusting so (laughs) so get your cum candles (laughs) and with that i'm tommy lucas and i'm lucy zukaitis And thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you learned something. You might be disgusted, and that's okay. I'm going to finish my bottle of Moldovian wine and avoid um, mistletoe. I'm going to go light my new candle. (laughs) Happy holidays to all, and to all a good night. (laughs) This has been a Tom C. Lukaitis production in association with Double Daddy Studios. Thank you for enjoying this podcast responsibly. Of course, the cars are zooming by like it's their job. They have a jerk. God, these cars are going like crazy today. It's Thursday at like 730. What the fuck is wrong with people? Or do I hear cars from you? I can't tell. I don't know what I hear. I don't know either.